welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, and today I'm here all by myself. That's right. Rolling solo today. That's all right. I can handle this. Uh, Matt got a little bit behind schedule, so I said, hey, buddy. Hey, keep it at home. No need to come over on a late night tip, you know. Don't want to be freaking the wipe out when you're staring through the window, trying to come in and podcast. I can handle this, man. I'm a grown man. I can do this. So it's just me. Still standing. Just like I am in the playoffs. And I hope you guys all out there are still standing as well. Uh, if you had a six, uh, 16 playoff, you likely started last week, and hopefully you made it out alive. You know, a lot of big games, a lot of people came up short. Calvin Johnson killed me. Him and Larry Fitzgerald, I had such a good team in one of my dynasty leagues, and uh, everybody came up and just uh, kind of crapped the bed. A couple of my leagues, I kind of had that going on. Allen Robinson killed me. Uh, you know, like I said, Calvin killed me. Not not a good week in a couple of those leagues, but I, I only lost two. Had a couple buys, uh, so we'll see how that goes this week. Uh, Gronk's back, that always helps, and then I won a couple games as well. So still alive, still looking to get that trophy. Uh, but, you know, hopefully you guys overcame and you're still in it. And if you're not, you know, and you're out of the playoffs or you didn't even make the playoffs or this is, this is the first time you're out, this is still a good time to you know, really pay attention to some of these teams. Definitely the bottom teams, the teams that are out of the playoff hunt. Teams that are ready to start maybe turning over some young guys and giving some other guys opportunities to see what they have in them as they know their season is over. You know, Terrell Pryor is going to get a good look in Cleveland to see what they have in them, you know, along with Johnny Manziel. Uh, there's going to be some guys that get some opportunities just due to injury as well. So, you know, it's dynasty fantasy football. It's it's three sixty five. So we have to stay on every game. Every game still counts, even when the season's over. We still want to be scouting NFL talent. I mean, you want to pay attention to what's going on with these coaches thinking of these players. I mean, most of them would be duds, but you never know. You never know who will pop their head up and play well. You know, rookies rookies are coming up in a couple of weeks here that we'll talk about. I know at the end of the season we're gonna do a rookie redraft from this year where are the rookies that we just drafted this year in 2015 where do they stand now where do we like them now i still have todd Gurley number one he had a good game hurt his knee a little bit uh nothing major he should still be good to go still a scare i think Gurley for a while will always uh kind of be a scare right now he's going number one he's the number one running back going in our uh mock drafts for adp if you uh if you're on Twitter, I recommend you follow at Dynasty ADP Kyle at Dynasty ADP Kyle. Uh, we brought him onto the website. Uh, he's gonna be our ADP guy. He's gonna be conducting mock drafts every month, year round for infinity. That's right, for infinity. We signed him to a lifetime contract. He has nowhere else to go. He has nowhere else to go. He has to do these every month. Uh, so definitely if you have Twitter, get on there and follow at dynasty ADP Kyle, he will be conducting mock drafts. Like I said, every month and he will put them on Twitter. So if you want to join a mock draft, which I am starting mine here tonight, they're a great exercise to see, you know, where do players actually go? Where, where they, where are they valued in the eyes of the beholder today, right now? Who's hot? Who's not? Where are the players on your lineup going? Where are players that you think you can get because of where they're going in drafts currently? I mean, I know I'm in a mock draft right now. I just signed up for the fourth uh, mock draft, and Todd Gurley went number four overall. Had him DeAndre Hopkins. I took Gronkowski at number six. Feel very good about that. I'll take Gronk every time. I love building my teams around Gronk. That are receivers. So, you know, Todd Gurley right now, hot commodity over Le'Veon Bell. And well-deserved. I still would go receiver there at four. I think I'd go receiver pretty much the entire first round in a dynasty startup draft. Again, I mean, with the running back situation in the NFL and where you can get other backs, I mean, I just, I'm a firm believer in building around young receivers. It's just, it's a proven method that really works. I mean, anytime I could get a stud receiver for a good back, I'm, I'm going to do it nine times out of ten. Because there's always that one time I might, you know, 
I might take the back. Depends where my team is. But uh, again, mock drafts, you know, help us get ADP. And ADP, you know, we have our rankings on the website, and that gives you, that lets you know what we think of players. But what's, you know, what Rich thinks is one thing, but it's good to take ADP and somebody else's rankings and kind of compare the two. Well, Rich really likes this guy, but, you know, his ADP is really down here. Maybe I shouldn't go get him. He He's attainable right now. Or even if you have a guy, I'm like, wow, man, look at, look at Todd Gurley right now. He's going number four overall ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe I can flip Gurley for DeAndre Hopkins in like a first round pick. I mean, he's, that's where he is right now. The community, the community dynasty community has spoken. And the guys doing the people doing this draft. I mean, they're dynasty enthusiasts. They, it's not like some average Joe just popping off the street and saying, "Oh, okay, I'm taking Peyton Manning number one." That it's not like that. Uh, so I definitely encourage you guys to follow Kyle, partake in the mock drafts. Again, it's a it's a helpful experience for you to partake in, and they're fun, and it helps also your fellow brethren in the dynasty community. Because we all need a little help. That's why we listen to these podcasts. That's why we go to the websites. I mean, we want to get as much information we can. The more information you have, the more like you likely you are to succeed. And that's definitely in Dynasty. I mean, that one little tidbit. I mean, I get so many tweets all the time. Matt gets tweets all the time about, hey, listen to the podcast. You guys mentioned this guy. I picked him up. Now he's, you know, now he's, I start him every week. Thanks. And in Dynasty, it's not like it's a regular redraft league where, you draft a guy and, you know, you have him for the year and like, sweet, you know, it's a good waiver wire pickup. This is dynasty. You pick one of those guys up, you can keep him forever. So, I mean, you got to stay on top of all the news. That's what's so great about Twitter. Uh, you know, I use Twitter for specifically for sports. I mean, that's what I use it for. I want to make sure when information comes out from Adam Schefter or, you know, some beat reporter that I'm getting information right away gives me an opportunity to get on my waiver wire and make that claim as soon as possible and try and steal a player off there or, you know, make it, make a trade. You know, there's rumors about another guy getting opportunity to, you know, to make a trade. So Twitter is definitely a really good commodity to have. I know people out there get emails. Like, hey, I don't use that Twitter, but I do recommend it. Even if you don't like, you know, you don't need any followers on there. You don't have to write, tw- you don't have to actually use it and to write stuff. I mean, unless you want to ask us questions, stuff like that, but you know, to follow, you know, us on Twitter and read the articles or, you know, again, Schefter and Mortensen and local beat writers as well. It's a great thing to have. And again, ADP rankings are great things to have. Uh, so definitely recommend doing that. Now getting into some of the news of the week, the Garrett Blunt down out for the season with a hip injury. And it's looking like, uh, Brandon Bolden. Is probably going to be the lead back. When he came in, he had 16 carries for 51 yards. Now, in New England, we never know what's going to go on. Is it going to be James White, maybe? Is it going to be Brandon Bolden? All signs right now point to Brandon Bolden, which is going to make him a viable option for the rest of the playoffs. If Brandon Bolden is a free agent and you haven't picked him up already, get out there and do it. You need you need to add Brandon Bolden. So if he's on a waiver wire, he will be a running back, too, that you will be able to start. I mean, definitely with New England's receiving core as well. So Brandon Bolden, startable, grab him. Uh, again, not a bad line. Also, we lost Thomas Rawls for the season with an ankle injury. Good news is he does not need surgery. It's going to heal naturally. No long-term effects. Uh, so they re-signed Bryce Brown, which is nice because he's he's going to start. He's the leading candidate to start there in Seattle. Lynch banged up. Thomas Rawls banged up. Bryce Brown catches the ball well. And, you know, in Seattle, they like to pound the ball. So Bryce Brown is definitely a waiver wire pickup. He's somebody you want to add and start as a running back two option there in Seattle. He's somebody, if somebody else picked him up on your roster, maybe if you're in a championship hunt for the playoffs and you have no trade deadline, maybe you offer a second-round pick for somebody that just got picked up off the waiver wire, you know, to help you if you need a running back. Again, Bryce Brown is somebody you're going to be able to play as a running back, too, going forward. And, again, with Rawls coming up, no need no surgery, he'll be back next year. I know in the mock drafts, he is a top five running back going, which is, see, I want to say it's crazy, but it's not crazy because, you know, Rawls is in the top two of yards after contact in the NFL right now for running backs. And, you know, I got a tweet earlier saying, reminding me that, 
And I, I didn't really look into it afterwards, but saying that Marshawn Lynch's contract is it's only like five million guaranteed let next year, so he might be cuttable. They may be able to release him and go with Thomas Rawls. I still don't see that. I mean, Lynch is a really good running back, and five million's not a lot of money, even though I think it's gonna be nine that he's owed. Uh so we'll we'll see with Lynch. I mean, Lynch is such a weird character anyway, so it's not like he's hard to predict as it is. But again, Thomas Rawls is out. Bryce Brown's the man. That's the important thing. That's all we need to know for the playoffs. What can we do now? We have two more weeks left, and we need to use Bryce Brown to get to the ship. So make it happen. Uh, and going back to New England and related news too, Monty Ball resurfaces. New England signs Monty Ball to the practice squad. What does that mean? Probably not much, but you know, if you're still a clinger on, like I am, and still hold on to Monty Ball on your active roster, uh, maybe somehow Santa could bring Monty Ball up from the practice squad. Maybe Brandon Bolden just stinks up the place, and they have to try something else. I mean, Garrett Blunt's out. James White's not a three-down back. He's not a pounding kind of guy. He's more of a you know third-down back that catches the ball well. Maybe Monty Ball can get a shot. Maybe. I mean, if, you know, if he's going to work under somebody, maybe Bill Belichick can make it work. They always have those random running backs to come in and do well. You know, there's LeGarrette Blunt is a free agent after this year, so maybe somehow Monty Ball can get in there and maybe help the Pats win the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden your 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 draft pick or crazy trades for top-tier running backs uh, work out in the Monty Ball side. But, again, if he's on your waiver wire, Monty Ball, because somebody else already gave up on him, he might be worth a nice little stash just to see. I mean, maybe maybe through somebody on your IR with all these people getting hurt. Maybe you have some turd at the end of the roster that you can just come bait on and flush. Uh, so Monty Ball, you know, if he's out there, which I'm sure he is somewhere, uh, he's definitely worth an ad because you never know. And it's Monty Ball, Wisconsin, running back. Oh, good grief. Good grief. Uh, somebody else that got cut bait, on the other hand, is Kristen Michael. That ship has sailed. He's probably on your waiver wire. If he's not on your waiver wire and he's on your roster, go ahead and send him to your waiver wire. Come on. Kristen Michael. He was the dynasty golden boy there for such a long time. And now in three months' time, he's been cut by the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and now the Redskins. It's safe to say Kristen Michael is done. Uh, he looked like he had the talent in the world. It's just not going to translate to the NFL. So long, Kristen. So long. It was not fun. I drafted you in the first round of my rookie draft. Thanks. Thanks for making me look like a fool. And many of us out there. And definitely the people that I feel bad for that actually went out and traded for Kristen Michael and bought into that hype. Yeah, I should have sold. Should have sold my opportunity, but, you know, you know, it happens. Can't win them all. Uh, also, Tim Hightower, if you were able to grab him off your waiver wire, he started last week from New Orleans and looked looked efficient, you know. Uh, Tim Hightower is not going to blow you away kind of guy, but he's the lead back in New Orleans. And, again, lead, lead backs put up fantasy points. He will likely be a running back, too, this week as well. Has uh, not the greatest matchup this week, but, again, He's a starting running back. Everybody might need a running back right now. Tim Hightower, if you if you got him, still startable this week. Uh, if he's somehow still magically on your waiver wire, which would be really, really odd, again, you want to pick him up. Another guy who got hurt this week, the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton. Now, this could really hurt somebody out there. I mean, Andy Dalton's a top six fantasy player overall. You're likely starting him. If you had Andy Dalton, he was your quarterback. So hopefully you have a good backup in there because you sure as heck ain't showing A.J. McCarron, showing him, throwing him, not one of those words, into your lineup. I know A.J. McCarron came out and said, you know, Tom Brady started here. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, A.J. You both might have super hot wives, but one of you is an all-time great, you know, maybe the best ever. Another one's just got some, you know, a couple tattoos and just not really good. A.J. McCarron never really thought he was that great. But he's on a really good team. He's got really good weapons, and you know we'll see. We'll see, we'll see what happens with AJ. But he is he has no long term dynasty effect. You're not starting him unless you're like super desperate. But even then, you're probably screwed. Uh, 
helps Jeremy Hill owners, helps Geo owners. They're going to have to run the ball a little bit more. So if you're a Jeremy Hill owner, definitely startable. Uh, somebody, it's going to help the run game. May hurt AJ Green a little bit. Going to hurt you know Marvin Jones for sure. Uh, Tyler Eifert, he's in concussion protocol. Hopefully he can get out of that. But AJ Green is least, AJ Green's good enough where he still can succeed, as we saw with his uh, touchdown from AJ McCarron. So maybe it hurts a little bit, but again, it's not like Andy Dalton's some superstar quarterback, even though he's been playing really, really well this year, does hurt a little bit. Uh, another guy banged up is Spencer Ware. Bruised ribs, swollen, and in pain. Looks like Spencer Ware is probably going to be doubtful this week. So if you're a Charkandrick West owner, this is great news. Great news for you. Charkandrick, hot hand in a dice game, clickety-clank, clickety-clank. All of a sudden, Spencer Ware comes in. Ooh, look what we have here. Yeah, now he's banged up. Goes back to Charkandrick West. Not a 50-50 timeshare. He's a must-start. He has a really good chance to put up some good numbers this week versus a bad team. Chark Kendrick West, definitely a good play this week. Really likes some me some CW out there. Uh, Gary Barnage signs a contract extension to stay in Cleveland three more years. Good for Gary because the system works for him. Bad news is we don't know if the same coaching staff is going to be here next year, but at least Gary has come out this year and showed that he can be a legit tight end one. I mean, he's the number two tight end overall right now. Can't ask much more for that. Big, one of the biggest surprises all year. And uh, hopefully you're listening early and jumped on that train too and have Gary Barnage carrying you to a fantasy dynasty football championship. Oh, good old Gary Bear. Scored again this week too. Solid, man. He's just, he's just good. He's here. We'll see how long that, uh, that train keeps running. As a Brown, you can never be too optimistic. Uh, and Michael Crabtree, too, signs an extension as well to stay in Oakland. Really good for all parties involved. You know, Crabtree had a resurgence there in Oakland, and with Mari Cooper offsend him, that's really nice. Yeah, Cooper's another person that killed everybody with zero, zero catches. Amari Cooper, zero catches. You start him in the playoffs, you feel good about it. And Cooper hasn't really done much over the last couple of weeks, really. So... I feel bad. A lot of people ask me, like, do I start Cooper this week as a tough ma- tough matchup? Like, yeah, you start Cooper this week. He'll be targeted. Bad job out of me. Sorry, guys. Yeah, can't win them all, man. But uh, talking about coming up short, man, can you imagine if you had your lineup was Allen Robinson, maybe even De- DeAndre Hopkins, Mari Cooper, or Larry Fitzgerald? You know, you, they carry you through the year. You're feeling great. You could combine, like, eight, nine points total. 12 points. I think I think Larry Fitz had like nine. Ugh. Terrible. Terrible. But good for Crabtree. Good for Derek Carr. Uh, again, Derek Carr is an up-and-coming dynasty quarterback, so this is good news for him to sub, you know, surround him with enough weapons to help him be successful. Uh, Latavius Murray, I'm not 100% sold. He'll be the long-term answer there, but running backs are a dime a dozen. Clive Walford getting better every single week. Really slowed down there with injuries. Uh, I know at Dynasty Center, Mike's a firm believer in Walford. He's been preaching his name since the Combine, uh, even before the Combine. And I've got a couple questions on Walford, like where does he stand? I'm a big fan. I think in three years he's going to be a legit tight end one. Mike's guaranteeing a top 10 uh, tight end performance from Walford going forward too. He's just a nice receiver, catches the ball well. Again, weapons around him. So Clive Walford is definitely an off-season target. You know, maybe trying to not over, not, I don't want to say overpay, but try and figure out a way to add him to your roster. Uh, will be a little bit more viable going into year two. But I see Walford down the road in three years as a real solid option in dynasty and in fantasy football. Because remember, it's that three-year window on tight ends. But he's already starting now this late in the season after being hindered with injuries early on, starting to show us what he's capable of. So bye. Bye, bye, bye. Not in sync, bye, bye, bye. Just bye. Bye, buy some Clive. Get up in there. Jaguars in Oakland. Used to be the dirt. Now it's the gold. Like them all. All those players. Get them all. Nice targets. So... Yeah, I mean, and that's it. Same same thing falls in for this week. You know, try not to get overly cute. 
Uh, some of those guys I mentioned, if you could add those off your waiver wire, those are guys you want to add if you can to play. But if not, play what, play play with what got you there. I mean, there's only two weeks left in the season. NFL season's almost at an end. It's crazy. It goes by so quick. But, you know, at the same time, what's great about Dynasty, we have a whole offseason talk. So many topics. Definitely rookies. Rookies, rookies, rookies. It's the best thing about Dynasty. I feel like, I honestly feel like it's, you know, so much more to talk about and just as fun in the offseason doing the podcast as it, as it is, as it is in-season. I mean, in-season, we're kind of like, you know, we're just talking about what's going on. And out of season, it's about the whole realm of possibilities and, you know, a chance to rebuild our teams and, you know, make some really good trades and start scouting these rookies and start dreaming of the future of how Ezekiel Elliott can help me win a championship down the road. Love off-season talk. It's one of my favorite, one of my favorite things to do in the off-season is talk dynasty fantasy football. I do it a lot. My wife hates it. Eh, I wouldn't say hates it. She doesn't enjoy it. We sit around, she's like, oh. Every time these guys get together, it's fantasy football this, fantasy football that. Sorry. Sorry I'm not talking about shopping. So with that, let's uh let's get in some questions. So I asked you guys on Twitter to throw me some uh, dynasty questions to help me get along as I sat here about myself. I'm starting to get a little lonely. Just a little bit. Uh, shout out to everybody, though, beforehand who bought a shirt. That was awesome of you this week. Uh, great stocking stuffer, the Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. It really is. I mean, if you want to give somebody an awesome gift and they play Dynasty Fantasy Football, you want to give them a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com, click on shop, and buy one of those bad boys. Best present you're going to give anybody, possibly in your entire life. It's it's a good possibility. Um, and if you don't have one, you need one too, so buy two. Uh, Shout out to everybody that bought one this week. Really helps support the site. Helps us bring on people like Kyle, who help provide you free data and free articles. Again, we say it every week. We want to keep the site free forever. That's our number one goal. You can help us do that by going to the website every day, clicking on, you know, buying T-shirts, giving us reviews on iTunes. Again, it helps us get the podcast out more. And we do have the donate page up now as well, where you can make a donation to the website. Again, I mean, if you could just donate a dollar a month, a dollar a month would go, if everybody could do that, that would go such a long way for the website to make it even better, to give you more information. Uh, I can assure you that that dollar will be like well spent because none of the dollars go back in our pockets. I ain't getting rich off of this. But, I mean, literally every dollar we do make, we do want to put back into the website and to give you the best possible Dynasty experience you possibly can. And I want to give a shout-out to Garrett Christensen, who did just that, who made uh, sign up to don- donate a dollar a month. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Colleen Cassidy, who made a very generous donation as well. Colleen, I know you very well on Twitter. I'm a big fan. You're one of my favorite Twitter uh, followers. So, again, anybody that does donate, I will certainly certainly give you a shout out on the podcast it's the least i can do and uh thank you from and for me and from all the other dynasty nerds crew members uh behind the scenes and writers as well uh again we just we just want to give you the best the best information we possibly can we just want to give you the best experience dynasty dynasty experience we want to make sure that dynasty nerds becomes a one-stop shop for all your dynasty needs we don't want to make sure you have to don't pay for rankings ADP, anything along those lines. Uh, but, you know, bringing on good writers does cost money. And somebody's got to pay the bills around here. I don't think my wife's going to let me pay everybody. Uh, so shout out to everybody that does. And uh, we appreciate it. So, and if you don't, come on, man, get hip. It's a fun thing to do. Tis the season to be given. Remember that. So let's hit up some of these questions here we have on Twitter. Let's see what the, let's see what the good dynasty community is looking to ask and what they need to know. So, moving on to the first question here, coming from at Fogel. Is Allen Robinson vaulted himself in top-tier wide receiver keeper consideration? Maybe in relation to Alshon, Mike Evans, Cooper, etc. Absolutely. I've seen Robinson go ahead of Alshon many times. Uh, Cooper, I've seen him go ahead of Cooper. I've seen him not really go ahead of Evans too much. But he's, if you, to, if you took Allen Robinson over... Mike Evans, I'm not complaining. 
And as far as Alshon and Cooper, I'd probably take Allen Robinson ahead of both of them right now. I mean, I love Cooper. I really do. If you took Cooper ahead of Robinson, I ain't complaining there as well. And I'm sure that should, that, that'll probably change within a week where I'll have Cooper ahead of Robinson. I'm, I'm sure that's when I'll flip on, flop on. But, you know, Robinson's definitely up there. He's a wide receiver one. He's young. He's on a good squad. He's got a good young quarterback behind him. He's got a really good receiver to offset him in Allen Hearns. He has a good tight end in Julius Thomas. Allen Robinson is a wide receiver one. He's up there. He's definitely in the top 10 startup people that I would consider. Uh, if I had like pick number eight, nine, right around there, I'm considering taking Allen Robinson there, coming back, and hopefully get an Alshon, like, you know, coming back. But it depends how the draft flows and where the running backs go. But definitely, Allen Robinson is a top-tier wide receiver one, somebody I would love to have on my roster in every single dynasty league, somebody I would want to obtain. I'd definitely give up a good running back for him. Uh, again, if I have Le'Veon Bell, I would love to flip him for Allen Robinson and maybe a first-round pick. Definitely, if it's a decent first-round pick and draft another running back if I could, if I could afford that loss. Uh, again, I love building around young receivers. I know that's crazy to trade Le'Veon for Allen Robinson before everybody flips out on me, but it, I'd like to get more back as well. But Allen Robinson, I'm a true believer in wide receiver one uh, out, output for years and years to come. Next one comes from at Derek Hall 85. Derek asks, what would you do if you had the 1-5 and a 1-6 in the 2016 rookie draft? Would you trade up, trade for a player, stay put? Uh, again, right now it's kind of hard to say because it's still early, but it depends how the, you know, the rankings are going to change. From now, until uh, the time the draft comes in May, it's going to shift. But right now, I'd stay put. You know, Ezekiel, it's going to go high. Ezekiel, it's probably going to be the number one uh, dynasty player taken, if not top two going forward. Then you got Laquan Treadwell. You got Tyler Boyd. You got Corey Coleman. You got Josh Dotson. You got Derrick Henry. So a top six pick this this year is going to be pretty pretty solid. Uh, so having five and six, you should be able to get two good receivers there, which is not a bad way to go. Now, of course, you want to take those, you know, you said, do you want to do, put them in the trade, trade for a player? Uh, now is not the time to really put those picks up for sale now. I let the hype build, build and build. And honestly, I don't like to make trades I don't like to trade first round picks unless I'm getting a player back. Like if it, you know, if somebody offers me a really good player, like something crazy, like Allen Robinson for five and six, I'm like, yep, deal. Give him, give me Allen Robinson. Here's five and six. But the reason I like to wait until draft day to make trades is you want to let the hype build. You want to let, you know, people as they're listening to the podcast and studying rankings, you, you know, there's a lot of good hype coming out on these rookies. You know, you, you there's a lot of people, hey, this guy's going to be the next Allen Robinson. People want that because they don't have Allen Robinson. This guy's going to be the next Brandon Marshall. Laquan Treadwell is going to be the next Des Bryant. People want they, people hear that and they're like, well, I want Des Bryant. I don't have Des Bryant on my squad. I mean, Des Bryant right now is not doing too hot, but they don't have him on their squad, so what do they want to do? They, they want to get the next Des Bryant. And that's what happens in rookie fever. People get all caught up in the moment, and they want to get out there and trade these rookies, thinking everybody they draft is going to be the next Julio Jones or Odell Beckham. When it's likely not the case, but at the time, people are people are believers. And like we say all the time, when you walk out of your rookie draft, you feel like you just had the best draft ever. Your third round picks, your fourth, you're feeling good about it. Like man, I just drafted myself a squad. Then twelve months later, you're like what the hell happened? <laughs> I took Ter- I took Terrence West. What what the hell happened to me? But time it feels good. So you want to wait till your rookie draft to make those trades. I again let it let it build, let it build. You know, take as many offers as you can. Keep people you know on edge. Like, hey, I'm really interested in your offer. Uh, let me think on it a little bit, and then come back. Hey, man, what do you think? You want to make this trade? I really want the fifth pick, man. I really want the fifth pick. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I kind of like Josh Dotson a lot as well. Uh, you know. And then what happens during your rookie draft is people want these players, but then you're getting up on the clock and they, they see they actually have a really opportunity, you know, a real opportunity to actually get these players. 
Like it's there. Like your your pick's coming up. They know that you're somewhat interested in making the trade, and they're like, "What do I got to do to get this trade?" Like, I can get Josh Dotson. I he's gonna be so good. I want him. I need him. And that's what happens. You become the point. Like I need him. Hell, take take Allen Robinson. Give me five and six. I can get Josh Dotson and Corey Coleman. Give them to me. And I see it all the time. I know in our dynasty nerds league, the most trades of the entire year goes down on draft day. Always on draft day. Tons of trades flowing around there. People want to hear offers. Trades come up out of nowhere. I mean, you, you could be sitting there. Maybe you're not sold. You know, you hear offers. You don't hear anything you really like. And you say, you hear this one guy's offering you one thing. And then you're on a clock. You're coming up here in five. And you're like, you know what? I'm not a firm believer. I, I Let me just see. I'm like, hey, number five is for sale. I'm taking offers. Best offer can probably have the pick. And see what you get. You'll be a lot, you'll be surprised how many good offers you get on actual draft day, and as you get closer to draft day. So I think from here until at least after the combine, you don't want to make any trades for rookie picks unless you're getting like a really good player back, like a for sure thing player. Uh, and then really after the NFL draft is what you know. A lot of people their drafts right after the NFL draft. We usually have our draft about two, maybe three weeks after the NFL draft is when we have our rookie draft. But after the NFL draft is where like the hype is insane. I mean, like Melvin, you know, the Chargers straight up for Melvin Gordon. Wow, Melvin Gordon's going to San Diego. They're gonna be good in that offense with Keen Allen, Philip Rivers, Antonio Gates. This is gonna be good. You know, he, he, he's one of the best running backs. I'll, I'll give the house. Take, what do you want for Melvin Gordon? Take my wife. Take my kids. Give me Melvin Gordon. That's where it gets to. It does. I've seen it. In my own two eyes. <laughs> so, again, after the end of all draft, you, you want to hold out as long as possible if you are willing to make those trades. And I always recommend seeing what you can get for your first-round pick. You always want to see what your options are. Again, I mean, people will offer good players and they'll be they, they think it'll rationally come rookie draft day i'm telling you it happens all the time so it never hurts to see what you can get for your picks i'm going to take the really good proven player just about 10 out of 10 times over a prospect and again too when you draft these guys they're not all odell beckhams you know they're going to take a couple of years to develop so take the for sure thing now and if you get a good player you get a good player if the next guy becomes a superstar, then, you know, you missed out, but you still have a good player to show for it compared to if he whiffs. And, again, just think back of all those old drafts of the players going high, you know, the Beanie Wells, the Monty Balls, the Bishop Sankeys. A lot of bust up there. Lots of bust. Moving on, next question from at Average Joe's FF. Craig. Ask, what you, what's your value on Landry for next year? Well, if I'm in a PPR light league, I, have, I value Jarvis Landry very, very much. He's worth a high first-round pick. I mean, he's just heavily targeted. And from you know, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill loves him. He catches the ball really well. And he's a, you know, he, he's a target receiver. He's going to put up you know, double-digit fantasy points on a consistent basis. You want that. That's he's an amazing wide receiver too. So again, what what do you value? Do you go for the high upside of somebody like Corey Coleman, Tyler Boyd, or do you take the for sure thing in Jarvis Landry? Do you shoot for the stars or do you just take Jarvis Landry? Definitely like the last question. If I had five and six right around there, I'd take Jarvis Landry. He he's good enough. He's young. Uh I don't know what's going on with the coaching staff there next year, but Jarvis Landry to me is definitely worth a very high first round pick. Very high. You know, I'm not, I'm still taking Zeke Elliott over him. Uh, and I'm sure there's a couple of rookie wide receivers that I might be willing to gamble on going forward as a, after I study way more tape. Right now, I haven't studied any tape, so I don't have any like firm statement on there. And some of these guys I might change my opinion on. And there'll be a couple of guys that like, that I find that I really like, I like the John Browns that I fall in love with as well. Now, granted, those are guys you're getting later round picks, but yeah, I'm taking Jarvis Landry. I'm trading. There's a lot of players that I would give up for Jarvis Landry as well. I think and I'm, I'm interested to see where Jarvis Landry is going to be in ADP. 
I'm really interested in that as well. So I knew the I know the the first ADP is going to come out in January, the first week of January. So the start of the new year, we'll have ADP. So make sure you get down there and check out where his value really is, where everybody thinks he is. But I have to say right now, in a startup draft, he's got to be a, a late, mid to late second round pick in a startup, maybe third round pick in a startup. Again, young, heavily targeted, a PPR monster. I, I, I'd be very happy as a Jarvis Landry owner. Uh, next one comes from Mason at CPT Knuckles. Is Osweiler worth adding for the long run? Yeah, for sure. If he's a free agent, why not? Uh, I mean, he's not doing anything extremely well, but I mean, he's worth a he's worth a roster spot for sure. Definitely Demarius Thomas out there. It depends how big your roster is, but I'm not overly optimistic about Osweiler. Uh, you could do better, uh, maybe even gamble on one of these young quarterbacks coming out. So, like, if I had to keep Osweiler over maybe, you know, a Jared Goff or a Paxton Lynch. I'm probably going to take the upside of the other guys because Osweiler right now isn't really overwhelming me, but he's worth a stash, you know, definitely if somebody like, you know, your quarterback goes down and gets hurt and he's starting, he's definitely worth a stash. Is he the future in Denver? I don't know. Maybe so, but he's definitely worth a stash. If that's the main question there in the, in the long run, where's, where's the ceiling? Again, I'm not overly optimistic. But if he, if he starts, he's definitely worth a you know a backup spot, bye week killer, uh, or injury fill in. Next one is this one's from Jay Pollock eighty two. Should I drop Matt Ryan for AJ McCarron? I'm sorry, Justin. That's a terrible question. Absolutely terrible. Do not drop Matt Ryan for AJ McCarron. The only thing AJ McCarron's got going for him is his super hot wife. That's about it. And he's in the NFL making millions. He's got a lot going for him. Who am I kidding? I'm just a guy down here podcasting in a little small studio. I don't know anything. But I do know that J.J. McCarron's not a good fantasy option. Man, prove me wrong, A.J. Tom Brady started somewhere, right? Next one comes from Aiden Drake's, Aiden Drake's dad. Who is the one guy who is going to be on a team, new team next year that you're targeting? Next guy, the guy that I'm targeting next year is going to be on a new team. Good question. I think goodbye low can right now is maybe DeMarco Murray. He's doing nothing. I mean, he's like fourth on the depth chart. He's luckily done in Philadelphia. He, he could be had for super cheap. And what if he leaves and goes back to Dallas where he had that great success? They need a running back. Maybe they don't take Ezekiel Elliott in the first round. I think Darren Fat, uh, not Darren McFadden, I think DeMarco Murray is a guy that I would like to be targeting that's going to be a new team next year. Some of those guys are kind of old. You know, like Matt Forte might be on a new team next year, but he's getting a little bit older. DeMarco Murray's still got a couple of years left in him as well. I'd be real intrigued if he goes back to Dallas. I'd be really intrigued if he goes anywhere besides Philadelphia. He doesn't fit that scheme very well. So he's somebody that I'd be targeting. He's one of my top guys that I'd be targeting, actually. That's going to be on a different team next year. Moving on from at Bravo788. Thoughts on Clive Walford seems to be ahead of the game for rookie tight ends. Uh, we did I did talk about that earlier, and Clive Walford does seem a little bit ahead of the game, which is always good to have tight ends that you want to see. Next one from at bzimmer62. How do you evaluate players like Lamar Miller prior to them hitting free agency? You just got to watch the tape. You got to you got to you know see what they do in the scheme that they're in, and where do they find success at? Where are they going? How do they use that player? And we all knew when. You know, Jimmy Graham got tar- traded to Seattle that they didn't throw the ball that great and asked their tight ends to block more. That that would be an issue. I know they started click later, but it was an issue. Lamar Miller, he, to, to me, Lamar Miller would be great if he was utilized more. I mean, even this week, I mean, the first half he has two touchdowns, has a solid game, and then they kind of zone him out the second half. It doesn't matter. Every time in Miami there, they kind of like find ways not to use Lamar Miller. The guy was averaging like seven yards a carry in the first half, I believe. To me, I know at Matt's not a huge at you know at Dynasty Matt's not a huge believer, but I am a believer in Lamar Miller. And if he does leave in free agency, I'm real intrigued to see where he goes. Does he go to Philadelphia to take over Demarco Murray? Maybe. I think I think no matter where he goes, I think Lamar Miller could be a successful fantasy running back. I think he could be better than he was in Miami. 
I think he needs to be given the carries. I'd love to see him in the passing game more. I'd like to see where, again, I think he'd do really well in Philadelphia. And he, maybe he goes to New England. I don't know. But I am a Lamar Miller fan, have been for a while. But to evaluate players like him prior to him free agency, it's just kind of, you know, how talented of a player is. What has he done with his opportunity? What are his strengths? What is What are his weaknesses? And when it, when he goes to a new team, how do they utilize that? How does he fit in with that new team? Because remember, some players are just good because of the scheme they're in. How many players do we Not even how many. There's not even that many of the players that do switch teams that find success. Really? I mean, Marshawn Lynch had tremendous success when he moved from Buffalo, but not a lot of players find success. It, it all depends what scheme you go to and how do you, how you utilize. You might be really good in this scheme, but then you go here and they run a completely different scheme, and then you're, you're irrelevant. You know, Michael Crabtree, you know, going from San Francisco, bad quarterback, not accurate. Colin Kaepernick wasn't utilized the way that he should have been, goes to Oakland, and boom, success story. So each player, each player is different. Each individual is different. But you got you to take each player and kind of go over each one. Um, and obviously, if you have any questions about any players in this offseason about where they're going or what's the best fit, hit me up on Twitter, man. And Dynasty Rich, get in the forum on DynastyNerds.com. Uh, put out there. Get other people's opinions. Get as many opinions as you can. If you see a lot of people saying the same exact thing, well, then that usually it, it's probably going to pan out a little bit more. And then if, if, if it's all wrong, at least nobody's going to bash you because that's a consensus anyways. Next one from at Jesse Jelinek. How many roster spots do you recommend in a Dynasty League? Uh, no less than 20. Uh, I think I personally don't think any less than 25. I don't even like 20. I don't think 20 is enough, personally. It's just a couple more spots than like a redraft league. Uh, make sure you have a taxi squad that's more important, but 25 is good. I know all our leagues, we run 30 man leagues with taxi squads that you own the rights for two years. And again, the reason we run 30 man leagues is we like the waiver wire to be bare bones. That's a true dynasty league. A bare bone waiver wire. The waiver wire pickups are true waiver wire guys. They're you know, that are just a wish of being good, or guys that are on there like are true waiver wire guys. But we like our leagues to be thirty man leagues. Again, I think twenty five is the lowest I would go. Personally, uh, I wouldn't even want to be in a dynasty league less than twenty five and roster spots. Again, this is dynasty. It shouldn't be, nobody should be lucky about, you know, there shouldn't be a lot of guys out there in the waiver wire that you just go pick up and then start, like multiple guys out the waiver wire and start to help you win a championship. The whole goal of playing Dynasty Fantasy Football is to build a roster from the ground up. That's the whole, that's the whole reason we play Dynasty Fantasy Football, so you can draft these rookies. You know, you have the taxi squads too, but, you know, if you draft a lot of rookies and you, you have to come off your taxi squad, you want to have enough roster space, you don't have to cut anybody good. I don't think you should ever be in a league where you have to cut, you know, to bring somebody up off a waiver wire or something. You have to cut somebody that's good on your roster to take a gamble. That's that's not fair. I don't like the fact that if you draft really, really well in your rookie draft, that you're forced to cut good players just because you're a really good drafter. Again, it, nobody should just get lucky off the waiver wire. The funnest part about winning, I'm telling you, your, the bigger your roster, the more accomplished you feel after years of your league being existent of winning a title because you did it all yourself you built that team maybe picked up a guy off a waiver wire here a guy off the waiver wire there but mostly you did it through trades and you did it through rookie drafting that's why winning a dynasty fantasy football championship is more gratifying than winning any other kind of fantasy championship at all because you did it you put in the work it's the best it really is it's the reason why dynasty has grown so much it's literally the best way to play fantasy football in the world. It really is. So, again, the bigger the roster, the better. You really want to limit free agency all the way down. Um, next one comes from at Terry LF. Rich, discuss roster ads for those out of the playoffs. Are guys like BJX, James Jones, droppable, droppable, droppable <laughs> for rookies? Thanks. Uh, I think James Jones is certainly droppable for rookies. But, I mean, you shouldn't have to drop anybody yet. But there's guys you want to take a gamble on. James Jones is definitely cuttable at this point. Vincent Jackson, I would kind of hang out there as a trade bait. Maybe you can get a third for him. Maybe you can get a second even. 
but I, I mean, Vincent Jackson's not somebody I would just cut outright. He's near the end, but you know, again, he has Jameis Winston, he has Mike Evans uh, out there, he has Austin Severian Jenkins, Doug Martin. Uh, again, he's somebody I would not cut. But some of those old age vets, yeah, if you want to take a, a gamble on a young receiver, and there's a young rookie out there that you want to take a gamble on, I wouldn't be mad about cutting guys like that because certainly because. You're not starting James Jones, and you're most likely not starting Vincent Jackson if you're going to actually be a competitor anyway. So even Vincent Jackson, I wouldn't cut. But those are guys I'd at least put out there and trade first to see if I can get anything. Even if I get offered a fourth-round pick, if I'm going to cut the guy, take the fourth-round pick. That fourth-round pick might turn into Arian Foster. It might turn into Thomas Rawls. So never be, you know, if you're going to cut somebody, always throw their name out there. You know, definitely as the season comes to an end, unless there's somebody you really want to pick up, uh, you might want to take the draft pick and see if you can get a draft pick for him. Again, somebody might make a smart-ass remark. I'm like, who will give you a fifth? I'm like, oh, sold, deal, heard it. Yep, heard you say it. I'll take the fifth. Again, guy like, you could get a guy like Thomas Rawls last year. You might get a guy like Tyler Lockett, something along those lines. So that, for sure, I mean, you, right now, if you can for guys you want to cut, you kind of want to throw all those guys out there and trade and just see what you can get for them. Again, if you're going to cut them, anything's going to, anything's going to do. So, uh, you know, maybe go approach each inner. Don't don't throw it out there. Be like, hey, this guy's available. Maybe go to each of individual owner and say, hey, man, uh, I'm thinking about selling Vincent Jackson. Maybe trying to do a little rebuild here. Um, kind of see if you're interested. Oh, I might be interested. What do you want? Eh, I'm looking for a draft pick. What do you, what do you get? What are you offering? I'll offer you a Ford. Uh, could you do a third? Nah, man, I can only do a fourth. All right, I'll take the fourth. Yeah, way better than cutting somebody. Get something back in return. Anything back. Um. And again, this one comes from at last one here at JW Swain 0411. Rank the following for pick up and stash Jalen Strong, Justin Hardy, Justin Blackman, Josh Gordon, M. Williams. Is that Mike Williams? All right. Justin Blackman's fat. Kick him off the list altogether. Josh Gordon is definitely the number one guy you want to pick up there. Josh Gordon's coming back next year. You're talking about the number one fantasy wide receiver just a couple years ago. Still super young. You know, Josh Gordon, if I could buy him, I'm buying. I mean, this is it. He sat out the year. He's still a knucklehead. He's still a risk. I know some people like at Dynasty Tommy, at Dynasty Nerd, Mike, some of these people, they don't want anything to do with him whatsoever. I am the complete opposite end. I am buying Josh Gordon. Maybe he finally learned his lesson, but at least he didn't give up like Justin Blackman and getting fat and doesn't even want to come back. Uh, I am buying Josh Gordon. He's my number one guy on this list. He's somebody I'd be targeting in the offseason. Um, he's already somebody I've already thought about trying to set up some trade packages to acquire to see if I can get. Again, the gamble is worth the upside. If I can get a sec, if I can get Josh Gordon for a second round pick, I'm making the move personally. Again, he was the number one fantasy quarterback receiver. I think out there with like Brandon Whedon. I mean, his his quarterback situation was horrible. He had three different quarterbacks that year. Still tore it up. After that, I'm going Jalen Strong. Still like Jalen Strong out of Arizona State. Solid hands, big, tall receiver. They need somebody to offset DeAndre Hopkins badly. Uh, I think I think Justin Jalen Strong got in the doghouse a little bit early there with the coaching staff. Does the coaching staff come back? If not, he was still a rookie. I like Jalen Strong going next year. Hopefully in year three he could be a really solid producer. But they need somebody besides DeAndre Hopkins so defenses just aren't fo- focusing on Nuck. Uh, but I like Jalen Strong. He would be number two there. Then I'd go Justin uh Justin Hardy in Atlanta. Again, Roddy, Roddy White is about uh, to turn into a fossil. He's about done. He's not even targeted. They need to move They need to move something up. I like Justin Hardy at the slot. Smaller, determined, uh, big-hearted receiver. I'd like to see if he can find some su- success out there, at least worth a stash. Not, like, really high upside. You're hoping for a solid contributor at wide receiver three for him. Jalen Strong has a wide receiver two, probably ceiling. And again, Josh Gordon has wide receiver one capabilities. Justin Blackman out the door. Mike Williams out the door. Uh, you also want me to discuss next year's rookie draft. Uh, we will get into that into future episodes. So that's it. That's your Twitter questions. That's it for me. I just talked for 50 minutes straight. Good thing I drank some coffee earlier. That's it. Got the, got the semifinals coming up here this week. For a lot of us, hopefully we come through. A couple of my teams are a little, got a little bit more banged up, but I'm going I'm to stay determined and hopefully pull out a W here. It's the playoffs, man. 
not always the best team doesn't always win. You know, you face last week you faced Doug Baldwin and Russell Wilson combo. You're probably toast. Seventy points between the two of them, man. That's that's pretty pretty good. Uh, but good luck to everybody. I hope everybody comes out on top, and we're all playing for championships next year, next week, and next year. Uh, again, a lot of a lot of rookie talk coming up soon. So if you guys want to keep hearing rookie talk, we'll start throwing stuff out there. But after the season, when we're really going to dive into the rookies, it's all coming soon. We still want to do our rookie redraft on a couple more topics before we dive into that one as well. And then from the combine until the draft, it's just nothing. Just like literally every single week in-depth detailed uh, episodes about these rookies. If you are a new listener and you don't know how we do our rookie contact, just go back and listen to last year's rookie episodes uh, and you'll see how in-depth we get. It's probably our number one thing for the podcast we do. It's probably how we really built the fan base is our rookie discussion because we dive deep week in, week out, and we go from point A to point B. And we'll again, it's nice to look up some rookie rankings now to see where they stand now to see where they stand after the combine, to see where they get drafted. You know, why was this guy ranked so high before the draft, before the combine, and then he got drafted in the fourth round? That's somebody I wanted to kind of target. Kind of like Isaiah Crell's state case, you know, was a top uh, running back on the boards, and all of a sudden he goes undrafted, and people are like, ooh, and he slips. Still not great now, but better than some other guys that went ahead of him. Uh, and that's it. So, again, if you guys have any questions and need any help for the the playoff game coming up. You can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. You can get you can get on DynastyNerds.com. Use the forum. Uh, check out all our awesome writers on uh, DynastyNerds.com. Uh, we just brought on Brendan Pinney to the website. Want to welcome him to the site as a new writer. So look forward to reading some great stuff from him as well. Again, we brought on Kyle. He's our new ADP guy. He's gonna be loaded with information. He's a guy to follow on Twitter as well. And all the rest of our writers as well, you know, at Third Down Theory, at Tim NFL, at Dynasty Corey. They're all great. They're all great guys. Uh, and if you want to support the w- website and the podcast, make sure you go to and buy a T-shirt or you can donate on the donate page. Uh, if you don't want to spend cash, you can always get on iTunes to give us a ranking review. Helps us more than we can say. So until then, cheerio, cheers to all. We'll be back next week talking championship championship dynasty fantasy football this is it season's almost over will you be coming away with a trophy sure hope i will till next week Ready, set, thanks for listening to the dynasty nerds fantasy football podcast make sure to check us out at dynastynerds.com for up-to-date dynasty insight and follow us on twitter at dynasty nerds